Greetings people and welcome to the LPF Pod Lounge! <laughs> wow, just, I, I don't know what's wrong with me, just, anyway. This is a podcast brought to you by myself, Ryan Peters of Living Plant Foods. And uh, I decided to do this to basically share the stories of different people that have transitioned to a plant-based lifestyle. Now, this is a podcast that will hopefully inspire you, the listener, on your journey to well-being. I believe that we are all in this together because we are all connected. We are all learning and growing to evolve to become better and healthier versions of ourselves. These conversations are all organic, all raw, all living and all plant-based. So I hope you enjoy as we share our stories to uplift and push each other forward. Joining me today in the pod lounge, I have a very special guest. Now this guy is a personal trainer. He is a health and lifestyle coach. He is a community leader, a humanitarian, and an all round great human being. Me and this brother crossed paths around six months ago and we instantly hit it off, which is rare, but we did, and I'm so glad that we did. Dwayne Cooper is a born and raised Londoner who has been training in calisthenics professionally since 2012. Known as Coop or Coop DC via social media, he is recognized for his rigorous attention to form, attention to detail, and incredible plant-based strength. He has been featured in Men's Health Magazine and Men's Fitness Magazine multiple times, as well as across various other media, including Evening Standard and Vegan Society, for his highly regarded and revitalizing approach to health and wellness. It's such a pleasure and an honor to have him in the pod lounge, sharing his journey from where it all began to where he is now. Yes, brother, thank you so much for joining me today, man. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, how you doing, brother? All good, all good. It's been long days, long nights, but everything's been working out as well as I planned it to. Amazing, man. Well, you know what? It's, um, it's great to have you in the pod lounge. I call this the pod lounge. Um, okay. You know, where I bring people in to my space to basically, you know, share their stories of... Um, their transition or their life mm. or whatever it is they are putting out to the universe um so i've already kind of like given you an introduction but what i do like is i like for my guests to introduce themselves to the listeners so would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners um and my first question would be is who are you and where do you come from bro i am um... Coop DC, yeah, well, yeah. that's what I'm formally known as on Instagram and social media. I am a personal trainer, um, holistic health coach, um, fasting advocate, you know, uh, nutritionist, all of that stuff. But nice. um, yeah, I'm from I'm from London. I'm from west side of London. Nice, nice. Uh, where we have the Notting Hill Carnival, okay, you know, where we okay. celebrate where we celebrate our differences and um, um, try and bring unity back amongst different colours and different races. So that's what Carnival is actually all about. Nice. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's me. Wicked, man. And how long have you... Did you grow up around that area? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. I've been there since... I've, I don't know. I've been there for a long time. 
uh, since I was three. Oh, wow. I've been living in Nutting Hill area. That's so, yeah. crazy. So you've like proper been like living in the heart of where the carnival is because I'm obviously from South East London, Peckham. So I remember just like traveling and it's, it always seems so far to travel up to Nutting <laughs> Hill Carnival to enjoy um, such an event. But you've obviously grown up around it, right? Yeah, that's been me. I mean, I remember the first time I actually was able to go outside by myself. I must have been about uh, 12 or 13. And um, yeah, we had a lot of fun. It's just off my road, so I could see it from my balcony. I can see it from my windows. Hear it as well, uh, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, of course. I mean, it, the first float that goes by is around 7.30 a.m. No one actually knows that, though. But um, yeah, that's just a, it's just a little float for those people doing duvet throwing. Right, right. Um, mud and paint at each other. I think it's like the last float that happens during the nighttime. Nice. All day through the daytime. Yeah. Cool, man. Wicked. So you obviously mentioned your professions um, just uh, a few seconds ago. So you are a uh, fitness trainer. Mm-hmm. Your calisthenics. Calisthenics. So that's, 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 that's body weight training. Yeah. So when you use your body as your weight, no added weights, no, well, for myself, I don't use any added weights, no protein shakes, no supplements. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. So what, how did you, how long have you been doing that for? And uh, what was your journey into that, into calisthenics? Um, since 2012 is when we started doing it properly. Yeah. And um, it was just me and a group of my friends. And we met up with another friend of mine called uh, Shaka. Mm-hmm. And he was quite serious with it. His history with bodyweight training was um, quite up there because he used to do gymnastics. So it's quite inspiring to watch. And yeah, we just started, we just all started training with each other. And then we sat down, we started discussing how we can form a class to train other people to do the same thing. And yeah, few meetings, a few weeks of planning and preparation, we started up Spartan Fam. So amazing. Yeah, we, we started up Spartan Fam and it started off with 11 people coming to our first class and then it quickly shot all the way up to 50, 60 people in one class. Wow. On a Friday night where most people are like, thank God it's Friday, let's go and get a drink. So yeah, <laughs> we had 60 people out there running on the streets, doing lunges across the road and jumping on scaffoldings and doing pull-ups on a Friday night. That's, that's, that's really cool. And um, so how did you discover calisthenics? Like, did you, was you always into calisthenics? Is that how you got into shape? Or like, did you hit the gym first? And was you doing weight training before that? Like, what has been your journey from, from then? I mean, we start talking about journey. Um, I used to do taekwondo when I was younger. So, so did I Fell actually? Out of that. <laughs> Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I did that for a little while. Then I got distracted, started skateboarding and snakeboarding. And then, uh, what's that about? 17, I started boxing. 17 to 19, I was boxing. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, up until 2012 is when I started doing bodyweight training. 
I wasn't doing anything in between that time at all when it comes in regards to exercise. So um, you didn't even, you was never a, a gym guy? No, do you know what, actually? Hold on, I've forgotten. When I was 15, I hit the gym. I don't know for how long. Um, tried doing a couple of bench presses. That was basically what all the guys was doing in the area. So, But no one took it serious. It was just in a youth club, so... We just used a communal gym. But apart from that, no, no weights. I signed up to fitness first, mid-20s, three times, three occasions. I did two um, three-month memberships, and then I did a full-year membership. And each time, hoping that I would actually go to the gym because I bought the membership, thinking, yeah, I'm going to go to the gym. And out of the one year and six months, I went to the gym six times. Wow. So, yeah, one of the times I actually walked into the gym, I walked in there, looked around, looked to my left, looked to my right, and was like, yeah, nah. And I said, nah, this is not for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I just left. That's so, interesting. Yeah, no, I, just, I just haven't been into that environment. It wasn't exciting. Never really... Just the atmosphere in there just wasn't my style. Yeah, just yeah, just didn't grab me in that sense. Just didn't grab me at all. So I just didn't bother. So yeah, I spent a lot of money on not going to the gym. Yeah, that's how I look at it. That's pretty cool, man. Because you know, obviously, a lot of people, including myself, you know, once used to hit the gym to try and get in shape. <coughs> you know, the the uh, the thing that they tell you to do. You know that 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 they promote people to do is to go to the gym, pump weights, eat meat, blah blah blah, to get into shape, to get that yeah. you know proper form uh, that you know society says is is the is is, is the way for a man to look. Um, so it's quite interesting that you know for someone that is so fit as yourself, that 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 looks really good and built. You know, you never kind of started out in the gym because. Again, a lot of people started out in the gym and then kind of like discover calisthenics yeah. later on, which which happened to me after after trying to be in shape in the gym. I discovered like body weight training, and that mm. kind of helped me to to find my way. Um, but no, that's cool, man. So 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 you're a fitness trainer. That's your profession. What else did you say? You said you're a nutrition nutritionist. Yeah, um, nutritionist, um, holistic health coach, mm-hmm. which all this fell. That came afterwards. Just, right. it just, I just fell into it right. because, as a personal trainer, you you have to do a certain amount of courses. I mean, the courses of being a personal trainer now is, is been simplified to the point where I don't even understand why they even they just well, I don't even understand what the reasons are for having these courses because they're done in two weeks. Whereas my courses, when I was doing my PT course, it was taking months for me to complete mine. So right. So a lot of people are doing a PT course and that's what they stick to. Whereas I love learning. I love learning new things. So yeah. even during my PT course, we was touching upon different topics, whether it's nutrition and um, different styles of training. When I was touching on these small topics, I thought, okay, I could look into a little bit of that, a little bit of that. Yeah. And I could continue studying on these topics in 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 
in depth at my own time. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so trying to become a better athlete or street athlete, uh, trying to progress my fitness and my health to a new level was something that I was striving for. Whereas a lot of people like to coast off the knowledge that they already have and just continue on as as they got to that level, just continue yeah. on at that level. Yeah. I always like to progress and that's the way I train. So yeah, so I kind of fell into everything else just because I had a drive and an urge to want to learn more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty, um, that's pretty inspiring, bro. That's really cool. Um, um, what was I going to say? I had another question. Too busy listening to you, bro. I'm trying to, trying to get it all in, you know, trying to get it all in, bro. Um, wow, I forgot my, forgot my next question, but you know what? I'm going to go. Oh yeah, that was the question. Um, so obviously you, uh, have been featured on, was it Men's Health Magazine? Yes. Was that the front cover? Um, no, the front cover, just uh, a few pages. Okay. Um, in, just a few pages in the, in the magazine, but Wicked. I was and featured in Men's Health, uh, I think, four magazines, probably four editions. And how did that happen? Uh, because Spartan Fam was actually a big deal back in those days. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Uh, our name was was out there and um the way our style of training um how we where we used to train we used to we were seen uh, publicly seen we was out there people saw us a lot of our, our stuff on the social media so um yeah of course they got in contact with us and recommended if or asked if any of us can feature on in their magazines and I, I think Shaka did a few and then I did a few but it was Men's Health and Men's Fitness magazine so we did both we did both magazines actually. oh wicked and um majority of them were to do with it wasn't modeling so yeah then we just put that out there we weren't out there modeling on, on Men's Health or Men's Fitness magazine right right we were there um we was as a model um performing certain exercises whether they're power moves whether it be handstand press-ups or clap press-ups but we'll be demonstrating how to do those moves and right. progression yeah. of how to do those moves so yeah that's what that's what i was i was asked to do so yeah i was featured in a few magazines because they had a hashtag out called um get to 10 that was mental yeah um, get to 10 was the the hashtag um it was an exercise that I thought was difficult for most people to do. And I would do the exercise and then I would do the um, the exercise to build you up to be able to have the strength to do the exercise, the power move of 10 repetitions, whether it be a headstand or handstand push-ups, um, clap push-ups, anything explosive, front lever, back lever, yeah. That's cool. Wins. I hope that um, makes sense. No, no, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense, bro. It makes sense. Um, I think it's a, you know, great achievement to be featured in such magazines um, for what Thank you guys you. for what you guys started. 
Um, so yeah, round of applause for that. So let's talk about the food side of things, because obviously this is living mm-hmm. plant foods. This is this is about uh, you know nutrition. It's about you know living well. You know well being, and um, you know just treating your body and giving your body the right foods that we we know is is uh, meant for us. Um, so when did you? So obviously you started out as just you know just a standard american diet i call it i call it that for everywhere because mm-hmm. that's basically what it is the, the <laughs> sad diet is the world diet sad diet so i'm guessing that's where you started from just you know how we kind of all grew up you know eating a lot of meat fish dairy um eggs and stuff um is that correct yeah yeah cool yeah so when when did you decide to transition to cutting all those things out of your out of your diet and why um i that happened due to me wanting to advise people on better diets Mm -hmm. so um for myself i believe that if I'm going to be, so if I'm a health coach or a personal trainer, if I'm going to advise someone to do something, whether it's exercise or eat differently, I should be the person that has knows how to do it, whether it's exercising, um, or I should have done it myself, whether it's a diet, before I advise someone else to do it. So, Makes sense. For me to tell someone, oh, you know what, you should, you know what you need to do, you need to go on a, a juice cleanse. Why don't you just have juices, cold presses, or smoothies for a week? How can I say that to someone if I've never done it before exactly. myself? Exactly. How can I coach somebody through that if I don't know what their ups and downs are going to be as yeah. they're doing it throughout the week? Yeah. How am I going to tell them what symptoms they make that may occur? during those seven days or five days or three days with them doing this this change in their diet. As a person that eats the same way as them, if I told them I've done it myself, then I could coach them through the days that they've changed they're changing their diet. Absolutely. So like I said, going back to before is that if you're if you have the urge to want to learn more and gather more knowledge, then you have to study or you have to be, you have to use yourself as a case study. So yeah. for me, I started changing my diet so I can help coach other people through their diet change so that they can see the difference or feel the difference from within and then see the difference in their performance and in their, in their, their body shape. So yeah, that's how my diet started changing. So I tried all the different fads and during these during these um, these trials, mm-hmm. I started noticing noticing differences in my energy levels and how well I slept, uh, my fitness levels increasing. So I didn't really stop. I just kept on going. And that process just kept on going forward more and more until I actually became plant-based. Right. 
that's really cool and did like what did anything i know you're saying you know you're trying different fads or you know trying different um just experimenting on your body to find the best um diet for you but was there anything um that in like is was there anything that inspired you to completely cut out um all the animal products that you were eating like when you were training when you first started training with Spartan fam, was you still doing, you know, was you still eating the the, the animal proteins and, and stuff like that? And did you transition in that period? Yeah, I was still eating those stuff. Uh, right. Those foods were very common in my diet. Mm-hmm. And um, the transition probably gets start for another year or so. Okay. Probably back a year, year and a half um, was when I started. So then what inspired my diet? Yeah. So then what inspired that? Like, would, like, did you watch anything? Did you read something? Or like, what like sparked that in your mind? It was like, you know what? Let me just, let me take out the chicken and the, the eggs and all that stuff. Well, the first thing that actually got me to start changing those things mm-hmm. is me trying to help other people that was wanting to look more like me mm-hmm. but had a bigger build than me because of the way that they ate and i started changing my diet slowly to see what would be like okay well try a vegetarian diet okay so, okay so it was me doing that is what was the shift in my diet change right. and during that shift in my diet change i was reading more doing a lot more research mm-hmm. And then cross-referencing the research that was coming across because it was conflicting, a lot of conflicting evidence. And I was just, I was like, okay, they're saying I need to consume all of this meat. They're saying, and this, and another article or another website saying, I don't need all of that. And I need to be consuming more greens and more fruits. But how do I feel? Yeah. And the way that I felt, not feeling bloated, not feeling heavy, not feeling so tired after I eat, it's like, well, kind of makes sense what they're saying about the, the fruit and veg. So I kept going with the fruit and veg side of things. Yeah. But I was still consuming cheese. Um, I was still consuming um, eggs. Yeah. I still have chicken and stuff, but I was eating more vegetarian foods rather than meat-based foods right, right so right. that's how the transition started and then i can't even remember who said what but oh no no so then we started doing a little bit of gymnastics and there were a few people there that was uh, was on a pescatarian diet and a few of them was already vegan yeah and it was talking about the bulges that everyone has in their stomach which made me start thinking more about it so pointing out different stomachs and um different bodies that everyone else actually there and being like okay see that bulge that you have just because your body's still trying to metabolize the meat and blah 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 right and um i was like oh interesting hmm. in my head i was like nah i'm still good though i i look all right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i'll just I, i'm already cut i've already cut down quite a lot and i've definitely eaten a lot more greens than I've ever done before in the past so yeah. I'll probably stick to what I'm doing but then someone said to me at one stage they said to me um, 
why do you want to eat the same way your ancestors, the oppressors of your ancestors have forced them to eat? Right. That's that. Interesting. Mm. Mm-hmm. Made you think, innit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That? For real. So then you start thinking about the certain foods that that um, African and Caribbean people eat. Yeah. And I think, okay, so according to my research, we know that you know, you've got potatoes, you've got um, shrimp, lobsters, that these are bottom feeders. Okay, cool. I don't know why we're eating those. Those are, those are considered as a poor man's food. And then you have mutton. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that's we're eating goats. So, okay, everyone wants lamb, so we're getting old meat. All right, and then you've got oxtail. Okay, tail from an ox. Apologies <laughs> for wiping the, sh- the, the, the poo from the, from the, from the rectum. Yeah. Like, so why am I eating that? But it tastes so good, though. So, all right. <laughs> okay, so I'm eating tail. So why am I eating tail? And then you got... I used to I love was, oxtail, you know. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go I mean, on, I'm go. not a pork man, but obviously people eat pig's foot. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Pig tail and all them funny. For me, I was just like, yeah, you know what? That makes sense. Because then mentally we are still oppressed. So why am I eating these things? And then that's when it got deep. Right. From there, that's where it got deep. But just before that, I used to be a big drinker of milk. Okay. I used to drink milk by itself. Like, Did you? <clears throat> used to be a madness. <laughs> yeah, back in the day. Wow. Um, cereal. I used to smash a cereal. My, one of my friends always used to say to me, you know, Coops, you know, you need to stop drinking milk. And I used to be like, why? Because it's bad for you. I said, how is it bad for me? But he never had an answer. Yeah, right. I don't do you then. It's like, yeah, well, of course then. If you're going to tell someone not to do something, give a reason. Don't yeah, just yeah. be like, oh, yeah, just stop doing that. You stop doing that. I'm a big man. We're talking about. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I'll, take, I'll take a glass of milk over water. Like, Are yeah, you serious? Yeah, I add milk to like, scrambled eggs, make it more fluffy. Yeah, I remember them ones. Custard. Yep. Yogurt, even, and I'm, that's already dead, but I said just to make it last long. But I just used to have milk with a lot of things included. And then I used to have, obviously, like, I used to love my hot chocolates. Yeah. So love, love making my chai teas. Yeah, everything was a latte. So, yeah, I was a big milk drinker as well. So one day I was getting, a, I was at a barbershop getting a haircut. And um, there's a Rast, there's a Rastafarian there, and he had, um, African holistic health book. Now, he was reading a few um, pages from it, and people were asking questions about what what goes into which type of foods. So, as he was there, I asked him, oh, does, it say anything, "Does it say anything to do with milk in there?" And he was like, "Yeah, hold on." And he went through the page, found it, read out the ingredients to me. <clears throat> yeah, what it contains, and then from that moment, that day. Cut out dairy. Are you serious? Dairy. So imagine cutting out dairy off the... Yeah, exactly. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, that day, like, there was no... Let me transition. I didn't... There was no transition. It was done. So no more cereal, no custard, no no more um, scrambled eggs, like, no yogurts. 
everything. I think there was like 10 or so, that all my different teas that I used to make, um, my hot chocolates, everything had to go out the window. Everything had to go out the window. Wow. I didn't even think about it. I didn't even think about it as a loss. That's the thing. I think that's why I was able to do it. I just thought, wow, what have I been doing to myself all this time? But it just took that one person to be like, yeah, yeah that's yeah. why you don't drink that. Like, at the end of the day, I don't like to be taken as a, as a fool. So if I'm doing something ignorantly, then okay, out, out of ignorance, oh, I don't know about that. So that's the reason why I was doing it. But if someone can tell me why you shouldn't do something or the, there's the pros and cons to it and the cons outweigh the, the pros, then why am I doing it? Absolutely. That's so, so true. Um, so yeah, he said that to me. I dropped, I dropped all of my favorite things. I just threw away all my cereal and everything like that mm-hmm. that I had in my house. Anything that contained milk, anything that I needed milk for, to be able to eat it or drink it, threw them away. And then um, I think that was, do you know what? I feel like that was the, probably the biggest step to um, becoming plant based. So was milk like the last thing? No. Okay. Eggs were. Oh, eggs were. Serious? Eggs was the last, yeah. Yo, that's crazy. Eggs was the last. Um, I, 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 I remember milk. that day. I remember that day because I remember, because as I, I train outdoors and I have my own diary, or my, I make my own schedule, I make time for myself to be able to quickly dash home grab a few bit, um, things to bite and then yeah. like, continue on in my day. Yeah. And having boiled eggs was something that I just used to have from the morning. I'll boil eggs and I'll just leave it in a pot. I drain out the water, just leave the, 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 the boiled eggs in the pot and yeah, yeah. run out, do my training, come back, grab that, grab a banana, some random mixes of whatever some and then random put my bag and yeah, breathe yeah. back out. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But I just breathe out, just so I have things on me, so I don't have to worry about coming back home. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember there was a day I just came home and I was, I was eating a boiled egg, and I was just looking at it, and I was just like, this is weird. Like, this is actually weird. <laughs> why am I eating? Like, why am I eating this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, oh, yeah, like, oh, it's kind of a few weeks later, yeah, actually becomes an embryo and yeah this will actually be a chicken and my favorite part is the yolk like why am i why am i eating this are you eating that yeah 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 so then but then i looked i goes you know what nah man i can't eat this this is (laughs) off key but then i just smashed it and then like when i mean smashed it i ate it and then um yeah yeah (laughs) and then after i I was like yeah i don't want that anymore and then that was the last egg i had but it took it took, it it took that moment for me to say, yeah, yeah, I'm done with this. Yeah, and then um, that was that was me. That's so interesting, man. That's a that's a great story. That's okay. <laughs> I, I thought it would have been the milk because you sound like you were one of those guys that, like, did you like? Was you one of those guys that went to the shop and bought the bottle of milk and just drank from the from the cart? No, no, no. Oh, okay, I thought you was one of them. Uh, no, 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 no. But I'll pour myself a glass of milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, I mean, in my household, you put any bottle to your mouth, you'll hold a beating. Are you right. mad? So, 
there is, there is, there basically there isn't really much of a difference. I'm still just, I'm just trying to do it in a more of an yeah. elegant way. Yeah, about yeah, yeah, into yeah. A Like I'm just trying to, but at the same time, yeah, I would drink milk just straight by itself. And then, there was, but that was because I was what I was used to doing growing up. So for me, yeah, I could look back at it and be like, yeah, no, that's disgusting. But at the same time, I've been able to relate to a lot of people that has a love for consuming milk or eggs. Yeah. So without me going through that and without me being able to explain to somebody else, oh, well, I used to do this and then their eyes growing big, you know, like, really? I'd be like, yeah, that used yeah. to be me. And then it makes them think, well, if you was doing it and you're like how you are now, then surely I can do it. Exactly. Absolutely. And that was my thing with sugar. Yeah. Because I was... I was a number one fan of sugar. I never used to eat sweets or chocolate. Right. But sugary drinks and adding sugar to my cereal was like the best thing I could have ever done as a child growing up. I remember that. Literally, you know know when you get the big tablespoon of sugar? I remember doing that as well, you know. Yeah. Big tablespoon of sugar. Sprinkle it all Sprinkle on top of the frosties, on. yeah. And frosties already has sugar, sugar on, it. on it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, I'm not finished though, I need another spoonful, yeah. boom, back in, sprinkle that until you know when you're, 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 you're eating a cereal, then when you get to the bottom, you scrape the scrape sugar, the out, the sugar the, out of the bowl, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, that was the lick back in the days. Are you mad? <laughs> Oh my goodness! Especially like, cause I like I didn't really do it too much on the frosties, cause frosties were sugary, bro. But I remember frosties like, wasn't sugary enough. That's why I was nah, going ham. With is it? <laughs> I remember just adding. You know when they weren't frosties in the house, all, all that was left over was cornflakes, bro. <laughs> no, 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 that the was dry, dead. <laughs> the dry cornflakes, but then you'd have like the cold milk or the hot milk, and then sprinkle Aye. the sugar on top. Oi, yo. Nah, listen, 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 listen. Forget the cornflakes, that it was tired to me. Dead. But Frosties, yeah? Because cornflakes, I don't know who used to eat that in my house, but cornflakes, I mean, Frosties, I used to put mad amount of sugar on the top, but then I used to get the, the hot milk and pour it just in a corner side of the bowl. Yeah, yeah. Because you know you don't want the whole thing to go soggy. Yeah, yeah, You need yeah, some yeah, of it yeah. to stay crispy. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I, I was a pro. <laughs> if you ever had me made your your hot milk frosties, it was me. You needed me for those days. Oh, my yeah. goodness. That's Got hilarious. man reminiscing over the, the, the cereal. In the oh, the cereal. <laughs> oh, man, I remember those days. But that's childhood days, man. And that's that's how we were brought up, you know? That's just... <laughs> The uh, the madness that the uh, media feeds parents and feeds children, and, mm-hmm. and and makes us believe that that's new, that's real nutrition, that's real food. So um, madness, that's madness. Mad. But you got to think that's the reason why we're so addicted to them, is because exactly. you got wheat contains glutomorphine, which most people don't know, and and milk contains caseomorphine. But people only talk about casein and everyone, everyone always talks about gluten, but they both contain uh, opiate derivative. These two, this molecule, which being morphine, is what um, stimulates your brain. So this is the reason why um, bread and the bread in, or the wheat industry and the dairy industry does so well. And to top it off, if you combine them both together, that's an amazing food product. 
That's why you have pizza. Everyone loves it. Can't stop eating it. Yeah. Bread in itself. Look, bread in itself is a highly addictive food. How many people you come across that I just can't stop eating yeah, bread? I just yeah. have bread. And then how many people do you come across this being like, I can't stop eating cheese. I just got to eat cheese. Yeah. Right? Because they both contain morphine, so they're both opiate derivatives. And then you add sugar to it, blowing people's mind. Yeah. So, of course, if you eliminate, yeah, you can make a bread that doesn't contain opiate derivatives, um, that is an opiate derivative, and then have them eat it. It's not going to stimulate them the same way. You can give them chickpea pasta if you want, but it's never going to be that wheat pasta. Right. You can give them buckwheat bread or quinoa bread, but it's never going to be that wheat, that white bread. Right. So that's the that's that's what gets people addicted to it then. That's the, that's people don't realize they're addicted to food because these foods are drugs. And like until you understand it, then you can say, well, you know what? Now that I'm for, for me, I don't know about everybody else. And like I said, I don't like to be taken as a fool. So once I find something out, and especially if I've read it myself or researched it myself, take on that information, apply it to my lifestyle, pull it into action, that's me, I'm done. Absolutely, man. That's, that's, that's great uh, knowledge right there. So, you know, hopefully the listeners took all that in because I think a lot of people out there don't really understand that food is drugs. Do you know what I mean? Like certain foods are are made with those things that you mentioned to get people addicted, and that's why people are addicted to uh, those bad foods. So, how long has it been since you've been plant based? Then, yeah, three years plus, probably three, three just over three years. And would you say is it one of the best decisions you've ever made in your life? Like, how does it make yeah. you feel now? Like, what? <clears throat> What's the difference between, you know, I know you probably have more energy but and, and stuff like that, but explain to the listeners why it's been one of the best decisions you've made. Oh, there's so many, there's so many reasons why. But um, I'm just trying to think what's an easy, it's a simple answer. I mean... optimal health you know mm-hmm. I've never felt so good um, I felt better than I've ever felt throughout all of my teenage years mm-hmm. so I think the first thing that made that made me appreciate my change in diet was how early I fell asleep <clears throat> one night same same um, woke up with mad energy because I was so used to falling asleep after 1 a.m. Yes. Getting up at 4am, being out of the house by quarter past five and making sure I'm at my first clients by six or even 5.30, depending on where the person was, um, <clears throat> to falling asleep at 9.30, 10, 10pm, 10 being like, what? Waking up at 1am, jumping out of my bed, thinking I'm late for my session because I'm, my body clock was used to sleeping for three to four hours long, max. Right. So, um... That was that was my first yes, I like this. This is good. And then um Yeah. I can agree with you on that one. I think, you know, my sleep pattern just got so much better. Mm-hmm. Like so much. Um, it rewires your circadian rhythm. So your your melatonin um kicks in at the right time. Mm-hmm. Allows your body to 
to um, prepare itself to shut down. Yeah. At the time that it's supposed to, when the sun is not shining anymore, that's it. Um, the sleep clock appears and your body starts to shut down in a reasonable hour, and yeah. then your the hormone of the serotonin starts to be released at the right time of the day so that you wake up in the morning. But the amount of it that is produced to it's the amount of it that's produced in the morning that allows you to wake up with feeling, okay, I'm ready for the day. Right. Whereas before I wake up feeling sluggish. Same. Feeling sluggish and still feeling like, wow, oh, my food is still there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hear you. Why is it? I feel like my food is like, hasn't even finished digesting because yeah. I ate late and my food was heavy and your body just slows down in trying to metabolize food at this hour. So, at those hours, so yeah, that was that was that was me thinking. Yeah, I think I need to continue doing what I'm doing, right. and then me not feeling sick when everybody else is feeling sick and catching colds, yeah, and flus. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at everyone, thinking, oh, I remember those days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> oh, and then, man. do you know what? The eye opener, walking into a shop and realizing that everything being sold to you is poison. Mm. That is it, you know. It's it's, it's yeah. like that movie, um, They Live. If you've seen that yes, movie, they live, guy, yes, I've watched that. The guy in, puts on his glasses, glasses yep, and then everything's <laughs> revealed, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. If I, if anyone yeah. hasn't seen They Live, Google They Live movie and try and watch that film. It's a complete eye opener. So yeah, it's old school, old school, old school. Spitting knowledge from old school, but. I mean, people look at these things like it's, it's just a movie. No, no, no. Nah, there was, there was, but, yeah, there was messages in that film. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that's what I was. That's what it felt like. I was just, I was in a movie scene, and everywhere I was looking, I'm just looking at um, billboards. I'm looking at what's in the stores. I'm looking at the the ad- advertisements on the buses, on the taxis. Yeah. And it's like it's everywhere, it's everywhere, and. Everywhere wants me to just start eating <laughs> croissants and yep. this type of sandwich. And I'm just like, nah, I definitely don't want that cheese sandwich. I don't care how much lettuce is in there. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, when you know something, nah. Brother, I, listen, I hear you. Like, I, I, I still, like, even now, I still, like, walk around and I look at these billboards and these posters and, you know, all these ad- ad- advertisements everywhere just trying to, you know, get people to buy all this stuff. I think it was like, this is crazy. It's crazy. You've got to remember, if the foods are brain stimulants, so even if you're not feeling hungry, all of a sudden you want to eat it. Exactly. That Subconsciously, is it. you're thinking about it. Yeah. Like, you're not hungry, you're bored. Ah, oh, you know what? Let me just, Let me just quickly yeah. go Subway. Let me <laughs> yeah. just quickly go. Like, no, you don't. But you've probably seen that advertisement or that poster six times before you even got into your office. Yeah. Yeah, that's so right. And all you want to do is feel good. That temporary... That temporary... Height feeling. of yeah. feeling high. Yeah, yeah. That's great, man. That's great, bro. Um, and, and I'm sure it done... Well, did it do wonders for your physique? Um, you know, 
eating more fresh fruits and vegetables and you know nuts seeds grains whatever it is that that you eat um did you see a massive change in the way that you you looked I did all right I did all right I think it did it did it did um it made a massive change in how I feel mm -hmm. and how my organs are functioning mm -hmm. definitely fix my high blood pressure imagine I had I had you had my blood pressure. pressure yeah my blood pressure was mad did you? No, I was back in the yeah, back in the day. You know, I was before I actually changed my diet. I was on like four, five meals a day. Four, five meals a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's go hard. Wow. That's <clears throat> go hard. That's eggs, chicken, fish, whatever it was. I was eating. I always had access to food. So yeah. I was eating a lot, but my blood pressure they say it's just be one twenty over. Whatever. My blood pressure was one, I think it was at like 152 at one stage. So you were diagnosed and with high blood pressure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At yeah. such a young age? Yeah. Wow. Um, and I was thinking, oh yeah, stress related. Because we always, we never want to put it, we never want to blame it on the food. And we don't want to blame it on ourselves. We say it's stress. Yeah. Because if you say stress, then it means that you haven't caused it. Someone else has caused you to feel stressed. And that's, 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 that's how the medical institute works, you know. It's, the healthcare system works like that. It's trying to put labels on things so it doesn't seem like you're to blame. Mm -hmm. That's why we call things, that's why we say, oh, like, heart attack. Because you know, you're... you're it's a heart attack. We don't know why your heart's doing this. Your heart's attacking you, you know? Yeah. But no, we attack our hearts exactly. every day by yes. the way that we consume our food. So it should, <laughs> we attack our hearts. It should be flipped the other way around. So, yeah, we, we say stress and then we continue living the lifestyle that we live and then we put the blame on everybody else and anything else that can cause us to feel stressed. Um, but yeah, it wasn't that. It was my food intake what I was consuming so wow yeah that's um, my blood sugar my uh, yeah my blood pressure is back to normal it's been back to normal for, for a few years that happened quite quickly actually but that's great so it, you know that's 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 good for people to know that you know by you changing your lifestyle when it came to food it you know healed <clears throat> healed you basically mm -hmm. from um, you know your high blood pressure situation so, so talk to us about... Wait, I didn't even answer your question. Sorry, so, oh, didn't you? I thought you did, bruv. I didn't even answer your question. You asked me... Oh, the physique. How, yeah, like... Yeah, sorry. I thought, I, thought, I, thought, I thought it was just like, oh, yeah, it just made my organs feel good and cleared my No, blood. no, yeah, no. Go on. Okay, like, yeah, wicked. Obviously, Continue. so like, my body did trim down with body fat. Right. Relieved itself from a lot of um, animal fats from my body, my blood, my, my tissues. And... um trimmed me down to, for me to look, um, they'll say more ripped, but mm -hmm. what made me look more ripped is the way that I train. So okay. people need to remember that training equals fitness and strength. And eating correctly equals health. Mm -hmm. This is why you have footballers that will die on the pitch. 
have cardiac arrest, heart failure. Like loads of athletes can just pass out any time because their diet is poor. It doesn't mean they're not fit. It does not mean that they're not strong, but it just means that they're unhealthy. So you can be fit and strong and be unhealthy. And this is why a lot of weightlifters or bodybuilders, they suffer a lot. They really mm-hmm. do suffer from, from health issues. It's always going to be health issues. It'll never be all you're suffering from strength issues. I think they are because they struggle to do pull-ups. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you train a particular way and you eat a particular way, you definitely see the results. And I wasn't overweight, so for me to change my diet, I didn't. I saw a change, but the change wasn't so drastic in comparison to somebody that was because I was already quite muscular from how I trained already. Right. Um. So yeah, it just made me look a lot more defined. I think, but at the same time, I was. I think I was like seventeen percent body fat at the time. Right. Maybe more. Um, by the time I did my measurement, I was definitely 17, 18%. And then as my, I mean, as my lifestyle, um, continued to get, um, better, I dropped down to around, mm, I bounced up up and down from five to 8%. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, physique. Yeah, I mean, my physique is always, always. It's gonna, I don't know. It's gonna go up and down according to how I train, how often I'm training, how hard I'm training. If I slack, and I take months off, like I do every so often, then yeah, you start seeing seeing a difference. Not yeah, you don't feel so. I don't know. You don't feel that just don't feel as good as you normally feel. And also you start to see the difference in your muscle mass. So yeah, you get back into training, then your muscles starts starts popping and whether your eating is going to make you look even more sick. So yeah, no, yeah, I can agree with you on that one because, you know, I've, I had a moment where I was, uh, I took a lot of time off from training myself and I could definitely see the difference from when I was training like nearly every day. Yeah. to like literally <clears throat> stopping for a few months you know what I mean and then your muscle mass goes down and you're not really as ripped and defined as you <clears throat> was before so yeah I can definitely I definitely hear where you're coming from with that one yeah but yeah like I said if someone isn't so um, muscular in that sense if they changed their diet and started and they shifted into a plant-based diet yeah they would look a lot better than they did when they was overweight or if they was plump and then all it would take for them to do is start exercising and then their muscles would start to show and yeah. their physique would take form yeah that's awesome well thank you for answering the question i didn't mean to cut mine off earlier on <laughs> <laughs> no but you know it is you know like, yeah, as we're just talking like obviously we're just flowing so yeah, like yeah i would just slide I'll, I would just, I don't know, divert kind of. Divert, yeah, just divert. yeah. I just want happens. to get back to your question. So nah, my that's apologies. All good. That's all good. It happens. Um, yeah, so, okay. So then talk to us about fasting because you are the faster guy. You know what I mean? You're the guy that knows 
a lot about fasting, very knowledgeable, very clued up about it. Um, and talk to the people about fasting. How did you get into fasting? How did you <clears throat> discover it? And what led you to go into that? Because that's kind of like on another level. You know what I mean? You went from sad diet, you know, pescatarianism, whatever, still eating chicken, fish, um, eggs, milk, transiting to plant-based, and then fasting. Like, tell us about that, bro. Well, probably about six, seven years ago, I was watching something on television. and um, Six, seven years about, ago? Yeah. So that was even before. Before before everything. Wow, okay. I was watching a documentary and this old guy, I don't know where he was too long ago for me to remember, but he was saying that he only eats <clears throat> twice or three times a week. And I was like, what? And he was shopping. And when he was going shopping, he's like, well, the shopping that I do is to last me for a couple of days, whereas most other people shop to last them for a week or, or longer. So okay, so I'm just hearing him out, and his whole reason why is because he doesn't, he prefers not to eat, and he wanted to um, kind of pursue his life slow, um, not to consume much. He was trying to emulate a lifestyle of a tortoise. Right. That that was his thing. So um, he was saying the reason why they live so long is because they reserve all their energy, and they okay. eat very little. So I was like, oh, that's very interesting. They started talking that about is. fasting. So I said, okay, because for me back in those days, I mean, my school, we have lots of Moroccans in, in my secondary school, so a lot of people are Muslim. So I knew about um, Ramadan very well and their reasons why they used to fast, but it had nothing to do with their health. And this is the first person I actually heard mention anything to do with their health. And he was a very old man, but he looked really well. Um, <clears throat> can't remember where he was from, um, Caucasian, so I think he was 50-something, maybe in his 50s, mm, touching his 60s, but he didn't look, he didn't look his age, he looked like he was in his 40s, I was just thinking, oh, if that was me, I'd probably look like I'm still 20, but yeah, I, but he looked well for his age, right. and um. I just remember that. So I always remember, that's always been in the back of my mind. So I don't know when I came across fasting again, but there was a solid year and a half or so I was actually thinking just about fasting, but I hadn't even picked up my phone or tried to look up, look for a book that had any information on fasting. I just kept on thinking about fasting. And one month, the month before I actually just decided I wanted to fast, I was like, nah, let me do some research. And then I just, that was it. I just put my mind, I just put all my energy into it. Right. And um, was cross-referencing a lot of information. And I think two weeks into it, I was like, no, nah, I'm doing a fast, I'm fasting. Yeah. Like this. Let me just do it. And, um, me and a good friend of mine, Raj, we jumped into this fast together. But <clears throat> I decided to jump into the fast two days before it, just so that I'll be able to coach him for it. See, even then, I was making sure that 
I'm not doing something that I can't coach someone else through. That's so, so I dope. made sure I started yeah, yeah, before yeah. he did. Yeah. And I, I started when I started at the worst time because the day that I started, I just remembered I had a, uh, a dinner party. And a dinner party was a dinner party of 30 people in a countryside, which meant I had to drive two and a half hours to get there. And the, I got there and everyone, the whole table's laid out, food's being cooked. They've made a special meal just for me because I eat different, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as they yeah. would say. And I had to be like, no, I'm not even eating. <laughs> I know you made this for me, but I just need a glass of water. Right, right, right. So, <clears throat> yeah, that was peak still. But um, <laughs> but all I had was a few books, me fasting, uh, my iPad and stuff, and I was just I was just chilling. And um, the fast started from then, and people was trying to make me break fast. But the thing is with me, when I put my mind towards something, that's it you can't break me and I had mentally prepared myself for it and this is the thing about a lot of people there a lot of people want to fast but they step into the fast with doubt if Mm -hmm. you ever step into a fast with doubt it's not going to last long like you have to be mind strong I think that's that's what it is with everything I mean there's a reason why people tell others to look in the mirror and 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 say empowering things to um, yeah, yeah, motivational yeah. things to themselves or yeah. empowering statements or lines to themselves is because you have to feel it and you you have to want to do something for you to achieve it. Otherwise it's not gonna happen. If you keep thinking, oh, I'm gonna lose this fight, oh, I'm gonna lose this race, I'm gonna lose, I'm not gonna be able to do it, I can't, but maybe no, it just won't work. And <clears throat> you're setting yourself up for failure. Failure, exactly. But yeah. Um, from thinking about it for a very long time to doing a hell of a lot of research and then just jumping into it, that that was that was the start of a whole new chapter. And yeah, that first fast I did ten days, I did ten days, and then I jumped in and then I did, I broke my fast, but I stayed on cold pressed juices for another day, and then I broke my fast with food the following day. So your first fast was so, ten yeah. days. Yeah. Wow. And for me, it was more of a thing where it's more of a mental challenge. Yeah. There's, there's this book written by um, called Meditations. And it's um, basically a book written off of a diary from Marcus Aurelius, the Greek emperor. <coughs> emperor. And um, he's, he's, he's a stoic. So. <clears throat> He doesn't. He doesn't appreciate anything, or he doesn't value anything external from his body. And for himself, being an emperor, he believed that it was very easy to conquer a city or town or a country, but the most difficult thing to conquer was your mind. And mm. most people spend their life trying to run away from themselves. Um, whether it's going on holiday, um, trying to run away from their troubles, but you're going to have to come back. Your mind's always going to be with you. No matter where you go, your mind's always going to be with you. So 
you don't need to go on holiday to get away from all the madness that's going on in there. Going out for drinks, going to party, spending time with your friends, that we'll do anything possible so that we don't spend time with ourselves. Even when we spend time with ourselves, we have to listen to music, just read something, watch television, dumb ourselves down by just not paying attention to our mind's calling, handling our issues, handling any problems solving problems so it's for yourself or someone else like we try and run away from these these we try and run away from ourselves so yeah <clears throat> reading books like that was great for me because my whole thing was i'm physically strong but i'm mentally strong so um mm-hmm. i really love food some other people have stronger addictions to other things but i know I'm addicted to food. Why? Because I feel like I have to have it every day. Mm-hmm. So if I ever feel like I have to have something, I write it off. So I don't have any addictions to food at all. Because if I feel like, mm, I, now I feel that I have too much of an urge to want something, that was quite often I won't have it for a while. Because I like to be in control. So I want to tell myself when I want to eat. I don't want myself I don't want to be a slave to food, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. No, absolutely, bro. Mm. So, yeah. That's great. That was me. So, by my second day, I had no urge to eat. And then from then, I realized that eating was an addiction and psychological, it's a psychological addiction. Amazing. That's really cool, brother. That's really cool. Um, what are the main you don't have to go too deep into it because obviously you know um i've got a few more other questions that i want to ask you before i let you go but what's like the main benefits of fasting why do you fast like for, for like as in like health benefits mm. um just because it just flush it allows your body to just break down and metabolize fat stores that contain high levels of toxins within it because toxins can only travel through the bloodstream with through fat and mucus so if you're consuming foods high in fat and these foods that you consume may have um, other chemicals in it which we derive from pesticides, herbicides, insecticides, or even um, the waste product that is produced from medicine. They are all stored in your in the, all stored in your fat store in your fat stores, and um, when your body breaks them down, it releases it into your bloodstream. So, for me, I like to fast because I just like to make sure that my body is staying clean and staying clear of these toxins from within my body. So that's my first, that's my go-to reason for right. why I like to fast. Yeah. Other than that, it's a, it's a regulator. It regulates your hormones, it regulates your blood pressure, your sugar levels. Um, it restores health to damaged areas in your body, um, removes dead cells, damaged cells, um, repairs cell tissues, and it actually gives your digestive system a break. Mm-hmm. So 
we always talk about resting our body, but we don't rest our organs, then our organs are continuously working every time we choose something. And we don't seem to realise how many of our organs are in action the moment we start to eat. The moment we start consuming food, everything has to work for the breakdown. The body has stopped producing digestive enzymes. Um, your pancreas has to, your pancreas is the main organ for the, the final breakdown of all your foods. So, so I, <clears throat> I feel for those people that have diabetes because if you have diabetes and your pancreas isn't functioning correctly, then your food's not being digested properly because your, your pancreas produces um, sodium bicarbonate, which is which produces which um, produces uh, alkalinity mm-hmm. in your duodenum, so that your pancreatic lipase and pancreatic amylase can break down the starch and the fats, and then it allows um, the enzymes to break down all the chymotrypsin and trypsin enzymes to break down the protein, the final stages of the protein breakdown. If your pancreas isn't able to do that, then your food can't break down before it enters into your small intestine. Mm-hmm. And then it just continues on further from there, your small intestine to your large intestine functioning. And then you have, yeah, I mean, your hormones that's being produced from your um, uh your adrenal glands and your thyroids and your whole lymphatic system, everything has to work in just for you so that you're able to break down food and then utilize them or store certain nutrients and get rid of certain um, fibers or, or waste products. Like everything has to work. So if we're consuming food on a nonstop basis, our organs will wear down as wear and tear to happen and it happens faster for some slower for others mm. and yeah we don't ever give it a rest so giving our actual organs a rest at least once at least once a month that's what I, that's what I could suggest to some people just fast 24 hours at least once a month right you know because 24 hours isn't really long not in my eyes maybe it's because I'm just Maybe because I did it so much. What, yeah, 24 yeah. hours, really? Like, if you ate today at 6 p.m. and then you ate tomorrow at 6 p.m., you could do that. You could do that. But if you can't do that, again, this is where it boils back down to, are you addicted to food? Because the addiction is going to make you feel like, no, nah, I have to eat. But at the same time, I always try and explain to people that through conditioning, we believe that our food, our body's calling for food when we hear our stomach rumbling. So we always go, we always run to food because our parents have taught us from from beginning, from the time that you could ever remember, your stomach's rumbling, oh, you're hungry, you must yeah. eat some food. But your stomach's just cleansing itself. That's what it's doing. That rumbling sound is your, your stomach cleansing itself. So all you need to do is drink water. Yeah. Yeah. When you drink water, it removes the urge of eating. And then when you feel like eating again, you need to drink more water. And then you continue drinking water. But you have 
untold amount of people that don't like to drink water. So then that's, that's another issue in itself. Absolutely. That's um, that's some great info, brother. Uh, that's that's some good stuff for for the listeners to take away with them um, if they want to know the benefits of fasting. Um, and I've started. Obviously, you really inspired me to get into fasting as well, which I've started oh, to yeah? do. I'm, yeah, I'm not really, you know, I'm not on your level yet, bruv. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting there. I think the longest one I done was. Uh, three days um but hopefully yeah. you know i'm trying to get into the five to the seven day but i it, it just makes so much sense the benefits of it you know I've, I've i've been doing my own research and i i think that's another thing that people need to do is do their own research and you know you inspired me to then for me to go and research more about the benefits of fast fasting and um yeah i think it's just a a, a great way to to, to heal yourself and to and to be you know healthy yeah it's a serious healer it's um, great and a lot of people that's um followed my recommendations have have they've done some great things to their with their health and reversed a lot of discomforts from within their body mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah I'm glad to have been a part of that and I'm glad to have helped so many other people with their with their issues. I mean, I think I've, I've definitely, I think I've personally coached over one on one. I've definitely coached over 300 or so plus people. Wow. Um, and and then there's obviously my group sessions that I do with people doing fasting. That's um, what you do on the on the Instagram and stuff, right? Online. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen. Yeah. That, yeah. So. So on Instagram, I like to promote when I'm going to do uh, a, a big fast, whether it be a five-day or a seven-day fast, and yeah. I bunch everybody up together in one group or two groups because Instagram really allows you to make groups of 15. Right. And, um, yeah, I coach people from day one all the way through their fast and then how, how to enter into the fast and how to break the fast. So um, they have um, a good amount of knowledge and guidance with them so they know okay well we don't he says this well this is the reason why i'm feeling such and such symptoms but not only that when everyone for the first time is fasting together it makes it so much easier because a lot of people you're going against the grain everyone tells you again yeah fast or if you eat if you don't eat you're starving yourself and you starve yourself your body's going to eat itself again see it's that it's that mentality thinking that your body's going to go fighting against you like mm. your body doesn't attack you <laughs> your body never attacks you when you get a headache that's not your head attacking you that's just a, a signal saying listen you need to drink some water mm. you know or if you're you're if you're consuming these type of acid forming foods or drinks then it's gonna deplete the amount of oxygen in that area yeah or it's going to deplete that amount of water in that area that's going to cause this to happen and you'll feel the symptom and that's your warning but people don't take them as warnings so um yeah we just we just assume just because of how we've been taught that our body is attacking us so yeah i mean when you've got a whole group of people that's never done something fasting together everyone supports each other and everyone gives each other like great advice and 
pushes everyone to keep on going. No, it's, it's great. Sometimes I just scroll through um, the the group, the inbox, and I just read through everyone's messages to each other. Like, yeah. Saying, yeah, you can do it. Oh, my God, I just felt this. And has anyone else felt that? And then people say, yeah, I felt that earlier or a few hours ago, but it's, it's over now. It's finished. Like, yeah, just keep going a little bit longer and you won't feel it no more. And I'm like, yeah, that's good. Because I can say it all day long, but I've been doing this. Say, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 But yeah. when someone else hasn't done this, because people be like, oh, yeah, well, Cooper, you're, Cooper, you're superhuman and blah, blah, blah. It's just like, oh, you're Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I've been doing it for a while. So it's good when someone else says it. It's because they haven't done it. Yeah. If they feel, feel a symptom first and then they'll talk about it and someone else will be like, oh, no, I've just started going through that now. And it's just like, yeah, everyone can relate to each other. So, and then outside of the group, what most people are experiencing is their family members and friends saying, no, you shouldn't do that. Yeah, it's bad for your health. Exactly. Like, you need to eat. You need protein. You can't do this. You're going to die. You're starving yourself. Why are you doing this? And nobody understands. So they don't have anyone to talk to. But with my in my group, they do have someone. They, they have yeah. 14 other people to talk to. You know, it's because everyone else in that group is doing it too. So, yeah. It's great because I've seen how you, um, you know, you, you put all that stuff on online and, uh, you know, you show your audience or your followers, whatever you want to call it, you know, um, the conversations and how people are encouraging each other. And I think it's really good. I think it's a great thing that you're doing, um, especially doing it via Instagram. Um, I think it's really good, man. Yeah, bless up for that, my brother. I think it's really good. What advice would you give to anybody that's listening to this podcast? What advice would you give to anyone that is thinking about, you know, changing their lifestyle when it comes to food? Uh, or if they're interested in, you know, fasting? What advice would you give people to take away with them? Uh, first things first is, why do you want to do it? A lot of people, I feel, want to do things um, without fully thinking it through. The moment you come to clarity of the reason why you want to do it, it would all make sense. And then you'll just do it. So once, my thing is, know what it is that you want to do know what it is that you want to achieve and then do it put 110 percent into it because no one's going to do it for you it doesn't matter what it is so do not listen to anybody else that isn't on your path it's because it's only you in that path absolutely you know and whenever you're doing something good you're doing something right there's always going to be someone, it doesn't matter how close that person is to you, no matter how much of a best friend that person is or close that brother or sister is to you. If you're doing something that exceeds um, their potential or makes another person feel that you may leave them behind, they may hold you back, but you can't allow that to happen. Absolutely. I mean... Doing anything right makes, draws a, or builds a reflection upon that person's lifestyle to make them feel like they're doing something bad. 
if Ryan, for instance, if you and I were outside the school gates and you said to me, oh, come, let's bunk, forget going to school. And I say, nah, I'm going into class because I was going to finish off my coursework and hand that in. You're gonna, you might tell me no, it's because come with me. Because if I go in, then you look like you're definitely doing something bad. But we're both being bad together, then it's all good. Yeah. But the only person that's going to allow me to pass my grade is myself. So you, yourself, your mind and your body is your project. Work on your project. The project is you. Master your project, complete it, make your achievements reality. Boom. <laughs> that well, that was that was a good one. <laughs> if no one if if if, if no one gets uh, inspired or gets some type of advice or inspiration from, from that answer, then I don't know what they've been listening to. But that's awesome. Can you recommend any books that you may have come across, maybe one or two or three books that might have inspired you on your journey when it comes to fasting or um, maybe plant-based diets or whatnot? Um, plant-based, definitely I would say um, consumer beware. I'm not, well, I am a few thousand miles away from my home, so I can't look at my library right now. Oh, for real? Where you um, at? Where you at? Where you at, son? <sighs> I'm in the United States of America. Oh, yeah. So, um, um, so, yeah. So, Consumer Beware. Yeah. That is an old book, actually. Um, and it actually details what they've been putting into our foods, um, how they've been growing, um, how the, the meat and dairy industry is increasing the size of their animals, etc., etc since the 70s um and yeah the reason why a lot of people are becoming ill i see the china study yeah definitely a big one um in regards to gathering more knowledge about um how much our food plays a huge role in our illness and uh, fasting 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 and eating for health by Joel mm, Joel Furman, I think his name is. Yeah, that's a good book. Yeah. Wicked. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, bro. So this is gonna be my last question to wrap this up. I Go always on. end. I always end on this question. So, you know, um, my last question will be: What is your top three favorite fruits? Because <laughs> I know you're a big Fruit eater, you're a big green leafy uh, vegetable eater. Um, you like your raw foods as much as your cooked, great, healthy plant-based foods. But what is the top three fruit, your favourite fruit? Oi, <laughs> that's very hard right now because I've been eating different fruits out here. Okay. So, um, damn. Um, I would, mango's at the top. Number one, straight up. Bangers at the top. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, number two. After number mangoes. two. All right, I'm just going to say which fruits I've been smashing the most. Um, okay, so if, 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 if that makes it easier for you. Yeah, so I say mangoes, 
number one. Papaya second. Um, um, pineapples. Okay. Just okay. because that's all I've literally been eating this year. Um, when I'm in tropical countries, you're, there's uh, a lot of other fruits out there that is really nice. Like right now in my my little basket, I've got the yellow jackfruit and that is the lick. Jackfruit killing that's, me. No, I've got no, no, I've got jackfruit. I've got yellow um, pataya. Pataya. Ooh, that's a yellow pataya's in the box. <laughs> the jackfruit's in the fridge, just chilling. Listen, I forgot about jackfruit and I forgot about pataya. Come so, on, and I might have to change. I might have to change <laughs> my list. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> it's peak out here. There's a lot of fruits. Oh, uh, I'm telling you, man. Do you know it's what? Like these... Get rid of the pineapple. Get rid of the pineapple. <laughs> no, but pineapple is essential for 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 your body, though. Right. That that like for instance, if I'm consuming foods that may be high in fat, um the night before, I would definitely prefer to have something like pineapple. So I like to eat strategically. Yeah. So I would definitely have um, what we would class as an acid fruit in the late morning, early afternoon as my first meal, just because it helps with the break, it helps with the elimination process of any mucus that's being formed from the digestion or the metabolism of the last foods that you had eaten the night before. Right, right, right. Does that make sense? Yep. So, yeah, it's kind of a tricky one. Am I eating for taste or am I eating for my general health? Mm. Mm-hmm. But that's, a, that's, another, that's another interview. That's another interview. <laughs> Yo, is, 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 quick question. Is pineapple, is that a good one to break fast with as well? Like as in if you've done a long fast, like a three-day, four-day, five-day, is pineapple a nah. good one to break fast? Um, well, it depends, because you just said a long fast, and then you said three, four, five days. Yeah. If you're saying long fast, then we have to definitely say two weeks plus. Right, okay. Um, but um, I would still say, I would still recommend that if you're going to consume something, because there's different people with different health issues. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't suggest to eat pineapples, because it could be too it it could be too aggressive yeah, on too their digestive tract. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, I always keep the fruits um, on a high water content. That's what I always recommend having something like a watermelon. Absolutely. As but I always say break fast with coconut water, to yeah. be honest, because you need to replenish the amount of electrolytes that's been lost throughout the time, throughout the days that you hadn't been eating. Yeah. Um, especially if you're fasting in a hot country. And then obviously then you jump into your, uh, have watermelons or blend up your watermelon and have that as a juice. Yeah. And then move on after that. Wicked, man. Well, listen, bro, thank you so much for taking the time out to uh, sit down with me, jump on the, jump on the call and, and get, this, get this interview recorded. I know it's been, a, it's been a tough one trying to, you know, pin down our schedules to make it yeah. happen. So <laughs> it took, it took our, we took our time, but it, we, we took we our time, there, yeah. but we got there in the end. So I, I really do appreciate you, um, you know, passing on some knowledge and just sharing your story with the listeners. I think it's so important, mm. man. You, you know, you have, you have a great following, you know, and I'm sure a lot of people would like to know more about your story. So, so thank you for, for giving me that time to share it with, with, uh, with the See public. I appreciate it, man. 
Um, yeah, man, it was, it was a good talk. Yeah, it was a nice talk. So, um, yeah, let's catch up soon. Um, enjoy the rest of your time in the US of A. Um, Yo, Jamaica in two days. Ooh, so, uh, okay. So you're going to be eating some different fruits out there, I'm guessing. That's what I'm saying. So, of course, my fruit selection is going to change. Right? I'm after this message you a new, a new <laughs> favorite list. A new list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> going to hit them tropics. Ah, uh, my G, I won't, I won't hold you for too long. Uh, but thank you again, yeah? Bless up, bless up. Uh, bless On a rebound. Up. Yeah, yeah. Peace up. Thank you once again for tuning into this week's Pod Lounge. The seed is where all life begins. And for me, every guest that comes into the Pod Lounge is a special seed sharing insight to hopefully plant new seeds in your minds to help you evolve and grow. I hope you were able to take away some valuable knowledge from our conversation to inspire and influence you on your journey to well-being. Stay up to date with all that I'm doing, whether it be what fruits I'm eating, <laughs> new pod lounge episodes or music releases. So if you're not already, please follow me over on Instagram where you can find me at Living Plant Foods, L-I-V-I-N-G-P-L-A-N-T-F-O-O-D-S. Thank you so much again. Let's all push this forward. Love, light and blessings to each and every one of you. Peace.